I'm Lindsay with Wild Root Flower Company. And I'm Shannon from Bloom Hill Farm. Over the last six years, we've leaned on each other as we grew our farms into the profitable six-figure farms they are today. We want you to join us each week as we have real, honest conversations about life and business. And we promise you'll leave feeling inspired and your farming toolbox will be filled with actionable strategies you can implement at any stage in your business. Learn from our mistakes as we talk business, marketing, and growing techniques to help you create the farm of your dreams. So let's roll up our sleeves and get the dirt on flowers. Hi guys, welcome back to another episode of the Dirt on Flowers. Um, we're just one day away from December when we're recording this. So we've like almost made it. And we, we were talking a little bit earlier, um, Lindsay and I were like in the final like stages of our Christmas greens. <laughs> so I'm feeling, <laughs> I'm like getting close to being relieved that that's going to be over with and moving into a planning phase of the farm, which I like always enjoy so much. Yeah. I do too. I I made a comment. Did you see I commented on our post this morning, the no, post that you I made? Didn't. Yeah. So <laughs> you at Shannon asked on our Instagram if uh, like where you do your planning or kind of how you do it. Mm-hmm. Like where and I wrote that I used to do it from my nine to five job desk. <laughs> so I was like, shh. Yeah. Shh, tell, no. Me it too. was yeah. so <laughs> <laughs> um, can't get fired anymore. So, but yeah, I'm looking forward to the planning side too. I just really like, mm-hmm. this is the first time that I've had that break with no other job. So I'm really yes. like, me too. Really looking forward to it. What I are we going to do? What does it look like? What are we going to do? <laughs> I, I, I honestly, I can't, I can't wait. I can't wait mm-hmm. because I always felt like not and really like the farm gets to a point where it's like we're not like resting too much now like there's still things to do but it's not mm-hmm. you know anywhere near the pace of the season but I'm always like oh gosh I just what would it feel like if I didn't have to go into work and I got to like stay here and now I get to do it so yeah it'll be fun yeah I have a bunch of like winter projects that I have on my list yeah. that just need like need to be done with the house too mm-hmm. so yes we shall see how ambitious I actually am when it comes down to it, but I know, we'll I see. know. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, okay. So I know I always love reading through your guys' spill the dirt topics um, on mm-hmm. Sunday when we post that up because it's like really is like the heartbeat of where you guys are standing in your businesses. And I just, it's always so nice to read. So another, one thing that keeps coming up is all about employees. So we're actually going to be doing a really cool like two-part series. This one will be about like the nitty-gritty having employees and then part 2 is we're going to bring our current employees on and we're going to get a chance for you to hear from their side what it's like to be an employee and hopefully it'll just give you guys a little extra perspective. Um and for me if we're talking about employees, uh, the truth is that I'm still figuring it out. Um, I definitely have, like, we've had employees for three years. Every year I get better. Um, so I hope that this episode really does provide you guys some guidance, some some things to think about, and some lessons learned from Lindsay and I over the years. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So my background, well, my full-time job that I left, I was an HR manager. So... That has been, it's kind of one of my, with 40, like five women or something is what I managed and one, (laughs) one man. Um, So I have some stories, but yeah, that's, uh, it's been interesting 
taking what was my full-time job and then transitioning to my farm and how when you add in like human emotion and Mm -hmm. um, relationship and all those pieces, like how like the things that we talk about are different, you know, when it was my job, like I, I can be very like black and white and you remove the emotion from it. And then, you know, when you're on the farm and you have things that you have to address, mm-hmm. it's like the human element comes in too. And I'm like, Ooh, okay. You know, put on my <laughs> boss pants. So yeah. yeah. Um, I, have, I definitely think your skill set is like having that skill set is super important and it's really like, it's really fared Lindsay well. And I honestly, a lot of the things that we talk about is employees, um, how, how to handle them, how to handle certain situations, how to, how to do better for them. Um, and I know I always look to Lindsay for a lot of guidance. So she definitely has, um, has a lot of extra experience, which is nice. I'm just like a big softy. So I've had to like, you know, inject a little bit of Lindsay, they me. all know this, Shannon. They've been listening <laughs> to us for 30 weeks. They know they know the soft one. <laughs> yeah. You know, and I think like we're all going to have like our strengths and weaknesses with managing yeah. the employees. And mm-hmm. there's a fine line, I think, to like being respectful and consistent and all those things are a lot that goes into it. So I really think if you are thinking – about employees, I know that this episode is going to help you. So mm-hmm. how do you know when you need to hire employees? Linz, what, what, when did you know? When was, when I, when was your I was crying. I was crying a lot. <laughs> like I was, <laughs> it was a lot more. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it mm-hmm. was just, there were, when I knew, and I've shared it on here before, but it, mine really was that thanks, Thanksgiving. Can you tell what holiday we just had? Yeah. It was the Valentine's Day that I was making arrangements like two in the morning. I'm staying in my kitchen crying because I still had to get up oh, and go God. to my job in a few hours. Well, and I was like, I'm, I knew I was my limiting factor. Like I was the thing that was like holding the business back. And um, it was sort of a grapple between like letting go of control, like of everything mm-hmm. that I had, you know, that was leaving the farm. And then also headed towards this dream that I have of having a full-time, you know, having this as a sustainable business. And that was just, yeah, that was when I knew Mm -hmm. I was the limiting factor. What about, because what year was it for you that you? Yeah, I think it was year, okay, this was year six, farming. So I think it was year two, three. Year three. Okay. So our first two years were just like basically surviving. And then um, then we really started to get a good grip on oh, like, okay, like we're starting to develop processes and a way to do things. We weren't just like, you know, throwing, I don't know, what do you call it? Like throwing like slop at the wall and then trying to figure out what sticks, you know, what, what do we like? Like what's our farming style? Like we were still figuring all of that out. Mm-hmm. Um, and then when we got to year three and we – you know, Lindsay and I both have like pretty similar dynamics. The fact that we worked while we had our first employees. So it is Mm -hmm. hard. Um, But for me, I needed to scale the business to a point where I could be full time and I needed employees to be there while I wasn't there in order for me to feel comfortable to leave my job. Um, So I think when you are the thing holding your business back, like when you start saying things like, Oh, if I just had, or or you're saying no to people because you don't have the time, or I, I just if I just had the time to do this, like I could explore that business. You know, that those are the things where you feel like, okay, like what is 
what can I delegate here? Or what are the things that are just draining the life out of me that can be easy things to delegate to someone else? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I I also, um, I realized that like you had mentioned, us working our full-time jobs off, mm-hmm. it was difficult um, to learn to manage those employees from afar, right? And yes. then now this year, we're like fast forward, we're transitioning to being here with them. And so like, it's just always a new season. Like every season is different because there's a different transition and different employees, you know, mm-hmm. all those things change. And I think that's one thing that like I actually do love about farming is that it's just never really the same. Like being in the yes. horticulture industry for 20 some years, like it's just every year is different. The weather is different. The customers are different. The experiences, everything. Um, and it's the same with employees. You know, mm-hmm. it's like it, right when you think you've like got it nailed <laughs> nailed down, it's like, <laughs> nope. Um, yeah. yeah, like plot, plot twist. But um <laughs> Yeah. yeah and I think it's all it's all about like how much you want to manage. So like for, for Lindsay and I, we knew we wanted to scale the farm to a point where we could be full-time for us. That means increased sales. But if you're somebody who only needs to make a certain amount of money and you are like working by yourself, you don't want to manage another person, like it's some, we do need to have like self-awareness with what our strengths and our weaknesses are. Um, for me, I just always saw that employees were going to be the key to scaling up. Um, and and I, I really do, I do, I do think it is. And I mean, let's, let's just put aside the business side and let's talk about the quality of life that your just, employees give you. Look, I just, wrote, just that. wrote that down because I was like, that's the next thing I want to say. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yes. I mean, just put all that aside and just think about how much more you could enjoy your business if you didn't have to wash the buckets at 11 p.m. <laughs> You know? Yeah. So yeah. it um for me and, and for me like I I have a family. I have to like I have a lot of things that I have to manage and for me like working after I come home from work that was a that was a real life scenario for me. But for me that gets started at like 9 p.m. when everyone's sleeping and that's where mm-hmm. you really start like the thing that you loved becomes the thing that you resent. Um, and I went, as soon as I, I felt that I was like, oh my gosh. And then when we had our first employee on like a very small scale, I was like, oh my gosh, this is amazing. You know, it was just mm-hmm. so nice. Just the quality of life that I got back. Yeah. And I should have done it sooner. I think when looking back, yes, you know, yeah. there were a lot of fear things for me that came up that you and I have, you know, we've talked through, or it was like, mm-hmm. are we going to have the money or is it going to be, you know, all those yeah. things. But um, yeah, when I wrote quality of life, it was, you know, when you're looking at this question, when do I need to hire an employee is, you know, you've got, most people are doing this that have, probably have children. Um, you know, you have your relationship with your spouse or partner, mm-hmm. your job, all your friendships outside of that. And, um, I really sacrificed a lot of my own self-care because of, I was not, yes ready to hire. I didn't think I was ready to hire an employee. Um, Mm -hmm. And I I also have this like, I can handle it. I can do it, you know, mindset, which is, it can be hurtful at times for myself. Um, Mm -hmm. So I had to learn that about myself. Um, But yeah, you're right. Absolutely. When your quality of life is just really out of balance, like I would give a very just even if it's part time, even if it's just like a few, yeah. like you said, washing buckets or some small tasks that yes. um, you know can be done to kind of like pop in. It just takes something else because mm-hmm. you know the reality of 
running a business in this is you have all the administrative stuff on the side and like the hats that we wear, you know, I mean, it's a lot. So um, just getting a little bit of relief in that is definitely worth, worth it. So, yeah. And I think if you're thinking about like, what does having an employee look like? It would be really important to figure out what exact tasks, like this is how I started. I'm like, what, I can't like manage someone 40 hours a week at this point, but I can teach somebody to harvest the certain crops that I need and then they can come in and be fairly self-sufficient with a few questions. So for me, it was like I, and on our farm, it was like, how do we get someone to wash buckets, weed, and make bouquets. That's what I needed like help with. Mm-hmm. So I trained, we trained somebody and on the, just those three things, didn't expect them to do anything else. And then as they, you know, it, employees are going to shine in front of you. And I feel like mm-hmm. you really do have to give them the opportunity. They're going to be like, okay, what's next? And that's the kind of employee that you need. Um, when we'll talk about what are like the good character traits of employees, but I really do think that um, maybe delegating certain tasks would be a way for you to manage someone on a small scale quickly and get really good mm-hmm. at um, inspecting what you expect and and, do, and checking in and it, you'll just learn so much. Um, so that I think is a really good way to to get started thinking about what it is that you can delegate. Mm-hmm. And even just finding those tasks, like I think you just mentioned it too, about like the things that you enjoy doing and the things that yes. you don't. And and it's not even just like, oh, I'm just going to give my employees the crap task. Um, I yeah. mean, sometimes they get stuck with that. They cleaned mm-hmm. out the goat pen yesterday. Sure. So sorry. <laughs> um, they work on a flower farm. Um, so, but it, it's really like, where is you and I are constantly evaluating, where is the best use of my time? You know, like yeah. I- you shared one time about like answering emails that mean money, you know, like you're getting back to oh. the things that are going to bring you money, the orders that are yes. that are guaranteed sales versus making something for inventory, right? Like the stuff that's mm-hmm. just already pre-sold. Um, and so it's like looking at those tasks. And when I started, I just made a list. I made a list of everything. I use Google Sheets when we don't use it now um, like we used to, but when I managed from afar, we could pull up Google Sheets and I could write my whole list down. I kind of do a Sunday walkthrough and I would write everything down for the week. Um, and that was just sort of how I could organize it and then I could see from afar what was actually getting done. Um, mm-hmm. But that was one way to just like – I had to see it, write it all down, get it out of my head. Um, and uh, there's so many tasks that you can delegate to people that you just don't Maybe you don't want to. I didn't. Yeah. Bouquet making was sure. one of them. Yeah. yeah. Bouquet bouquet making for me was was a really tough one uh, to let go of, but I couldn't make them all when I got to that point. So I've <laughs> yeah, gotten I over mean, that. It, I've gotten over that part. But <laughs> I know. And for me, there was like a huge, like a mind, a little bit of a, like a mindset blockage. I'm like, okay, if I'm not doing a hundred percent of the harvesting, am yes. I a flower farmer? <laughs> Yes. Just, you know, I, I grapple like, with hey, that. Yeah. Oh, I, I still do in some ways. So it's like, if I'm not out there in the sun doing it all, mm-hmm. am I still what I say that I am? Mm-hmm. And the truth is that um, our, the way that and you'll see this if you are someone who's been in the business, you know, four or five years and you have employees, your role is going to change. Mm-hmm. And maybe you don't wash every bucket. Maybe you don't make bouquets, you still do those things. But now I'm like this like transient 
person who hops in where's ever needed in during the day. Sometimes it's more with office work. Other times it's out in the field harvesting flowers all day. It's weeding the mm-hmm. tunnels. I'm still doing those things, but it's not 100% my sole responsibility. And the truth is like for me, it's like, what are the things that nobody else is going to do better than me? And that mm-hmm. would be being the face of my business, communicating about my business. And for me still, a lot of it is customer relationship. You know, when customers show up, they want to talk to Judd and I. So it's like I'm still the face in that way, um, and that needs to be an important piece. So um, it's going to change, and I want you to – it's not like imposter syndrome. Like just because someone else is weeding your tunnel doesn't mean that you're not – a flower farmer anymore. Um, I would really encourage you. I got hung up on that for a long time. And I really think yeah. um, if I could just do anything, it's just encourage you to just like blast through that and just, n- just put that aside because we're all doing our best and your role is going to change as the owner of your business. Yeah. I, <clears throat> I've had this, uh, I would, I would say to you that make that your goal, right? Like you want it. That's the goal to be yes. at. And it's, it isn't that we still don't, plant and harvest and do all that we do. Yeah. Um, but I I have to think about um, – I just had this thought like within the last like week. I was There's a local greenhouse. I'm like, I wonder if the employees are thinking, why isn't he out there doing that? You know, it's like, yeah. no, they're massive no. and he's running the business. He's propelling the business forward. And it's like, yeah. I know that's where the best use of my time is. I Where it really comes up for me is the farmer's market because I don't work the farmer's markets anymore. Um, and I, I still have a lot of guilt. Um, you know, if there's an employee or a staffing thing, like it isn't isn't like I'm at home sleeping, but sometimes maybe I'm taking a Saturday off and that's okay. Um, And I really, it's the Saturday farmer's market that I still like in my head. I'm like, man, I feel so bad. But it's like, (laughs) Lynn's, you have to stop. Like I'm doing, I'm probably running a workshop or, you know, popping in at the U-Pick or I stopped down at the farmer's market. So it isn't like I'm still not doing anything. Um, it just sounds like I'm justifying it now, right now, doesn't it? Yeah. Like I'm trying to justify no. it. <laughs> <laughs> well, like even I, I found like I would have somebody else, like I'd be like, okay, like I don't want to do my social media for whatever reason. I'm like, oh, I can't do that. I'm going to have someone else do that. What I found is that I never like how someone else does it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, so I'm like, okay, that's something only I should be doing because I am my brand. And what the way that I see the business, my eyes are why people come to the business. So I'm like my own ideal customer. The things that I like generally, my customers love. So I'm like, that has to be me. So now I'm like, okay, as the business owner, I need to invest on how to get better at those things, planning for those things to make it easier on me and not to feel like a chore because that's something that I – at least in my business, I feel like nobody else can do. Um, Mm -hmm. So I think, you know, it's important finding those things and really taking a really clear look at your business and yourself and trying to Mm -hmm. get right with what are the things that are important to you or that your business needs to have from you. So, yeah. Yeah. So the next thing I, you know, what, once I decided on, I want employees, the next thing was like, how much is this going to cost me? Um, Oh, exactly. Right. And so I had to do – I met with my accountant to kind of like figure it out mm-hmm. and um, I ended up switching really quickly to QuickBooks Payroll. So I never did mm-hmm. it by hand. I would highly oh God, recommend no. 
like don't do it have somebody else it's it's worth <laughs> the money if you're gonna if you're gonna do that yeah. um so after i you know made the decision i'm sure you did too shan were you thinking like mm-hmm. I know I yeah. need employees. Like, how much is this going to cost me? Yes. I need a budget. <laughs> I don't even know if I was budgeting at that point. It was just like, how yeah. much is this going to cost me? Like, roughly. Yes. Um, yes. And so I uh, I met with my accountant and she kind of gave me a, like a, like, she, basically, if if, the, if you're paying them um, $10 an hour, you're going to do 30%, you know, so 13 bucks an hour is what your costs basically in it are going to be. And that would be for mm-hmm. like social security, um, you know, that's kind of considering like unemployment, uh, you know, all of those yeah. factors of what it's going to cost you to have an employee on there. Um, mm-hmm. And it's, that sounds significant, um, but you know, that's just workers comp, the, the taxes, BWC, all that stuff that you have to pay out, but it just really, it pays for itself. Like it it's does. nothing. It's nothing. Yes. I mean, it's not nothing. It's the biggest, <laughs> it's the biggest expense that we manage. Okay. Yeah. Let me say it's not nothing. Yes. But in the value that you get in order to have that quality of life and scale your business, um, it, the, that additional 30% is just very, it's very manageable when you're like yes. knowing what your sales are. Um, and it's mm-hmm. a tough decision because I wasn't, I was had employees before I was paying myself, which yes, was my choice. Too. I don't a know that a long, yeah. long time till <laughs> too like, long <laughs> till like four till months recently. ago. <laughs> I mean, and again, that's, yeah. you may be listening to this and thinking like, well, why would you be doing, you know, it was the way Shane and I just happen to have a lot of parallels with our business, which is what's made our mm-hmm. friendship be able to talk about some things because she wasn't either. We were reinvesting into infrastructure. It was a way yes. that we were able to scale. You know, Judd had another, you know, they both had, you both had mm-hmm. jobs off the farm. Um, yeah. You were able to take all that income and, and, put it back into the farm as was I. So it was like, I was able to get more tunnels. I could grow a lot faster. So it was a, it was a choice. Um, yes. But sometimes it was really hard to, you know, in yeah. those moments where I was like, oh. yes. Yeah. But I don't think I regret it. No, I don't I, either. I, I don't, you know? Yeah. I mean, I think like, like how the business got from like where it was year one, which was like, you know, for, you know, seed and a prayer to like where it is now. I'm like, there would be just no way that I could build the infrastructure to have the business without me making that like, and I'm just like air quoting it sacrifice, but it's like in some ways we were paying ourselves because we're like increasing our property value and like doing, doing a lot of things that benefit us. Mm-hmm. but um, we weren't like drawing a paycheck. So yeah. that's how I always just rationalized it for myself, I guess. Yeah. I mean, I guess the only thing I wish I would have done for myself was just give myself a little, I want to say reward or just, you know, really yes. just a um, like an add a girl with it because I really did every yes. penny, mm-hmm. every profit, every anything, it's been rolled back in. And you're right. I wouldn't, my business wouldn't be where it is today. And I personally, I've said it before, but I, I'm a little bit debt adverse. I don't like debt. Mm-hmm. I don't like owing people things. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, I have gotten loans when it was the right business decision to do so. So, um, but yeah, so putting that money back into the business was really, was important to me and to have like, mm-hmm. you know, the savings account and all those things. So that was, the, that was a choice, but 
back to the employee side of it. Um, I don't even know how we got on that track. How did we even get there? I don't know. We could all listen to it. We'll go back and listen to it. Um, 30%. Oh, they're making more. They're making more money than us. Okay. Yeah. Yes. Yes. And I think like another, just like also applying that 30% rule to budgeting, something that I do is like, in general, if at the end of this year, you get all your crap together with your QuickBooks and you can really see and understand what your gross sales were, the way that I try to do it in a budget is that I like to have between 30 and 40-ish. I really don't like it close to 40, but 30, I like to say 30% is of my gross revenue is what I want to spend on employment costs. And that does not include Jedi's. It's just having employees. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think you can apply that 30% rule too. If you're like looking like, okay, like this year I had a hundred thousand dollars in sales. I know 30% of that is $30,000. So that can be roughly what I can spend on an employee the next year. Obviously you're going to have your own sales projections and figure that out. And an employee will help you do more, you know? So, um, mm-hmm. for me, like the first year I had employees, I was like, why did it, why did mm-hmm. it take this long to do this? You know? So it's scary because you're responsible for other person's livelihood. Mm-hmm. Um, that can be terrifying. Um, but I think once you get them there and you see like the difference that it's just going to make in your farm, um, it'll just be a, a no brainer. You use, use QuickBooks payroll. I know this, right? We, yes. Yeah. It's yes. same. And that was, if you're thinking about trying to like calculate it by hand, don't. Just, oh my God. No. Call an accountant no. something unless you yes. are an accountant as your side hustle. Right. That's the only <laughs> exception to that rule. Um, <laughs> otherwise, have somebody do it. Yeah. It just um it was I was like, oh, I could do it. And you know, I went through it with my accountant and I'm like, no, I am not. There was also yeah. some, there was like a pain point too about like writing a paycheck to an employee. <laughs> I was just like, I'd rather yes. just direct yeah. deposit. I don't want to be like resentful. Like, oh yes. yeah, here's your money. No. <laughs> Here it is. We got to come got get it. it. Rip it from my hands. <laughs> I'm just kidding. This is not. Oh God. Anyway. Oh so yeah, just yeah. pay the payroll service. It's really worth it. Yes. Especially QuickBooks. It if you're using QuickBooks and I'm sure any other accounting software, it just auto- kind of puts those, uh, categorizes those um, yes. employee taxes and all of that stuff. It makes it super slick. It's worth the money. It's about 150 yeah. bucks a month is what we pay. Yes. And I feel like QuickBooks, it's like, it's going to make your payroll entries automatic, your tax entries automatically, into, which is like, oh, it's so good. Because like, yeah. I, I don't understand the ins. I, that's not something I want to learn and know. So I'm happy to pay. That's the best $150 I spend every single month is just managing that. Mm-hmm. If we're talking about QuickBooks, they have some really cool like time tracking where employees track their hours in the app. And then it just mm-hmm. auto populates the number of hours when you come to payroll time. I mean, it it is it is really nice. Yeah. And it's like we're we're modern businesses. Like our employees should be able to have direct deposit and be able to have access to see their pay stubs. <laughs> you know, yeah. it's yeah. not like you know, it's it, it's just something I feel like it's it's a it's a non-negotiable. Yeah. So an important part. So, okay. So if you um, decide that you want an employee, and this was like really big step for us when we went from having one employee to multiples, is like, how do you get ready to manage them? So you're like, okay, I want an employee. Now you need to like get your shit together because 
you've only, <laughs> you've only you've only managed your farm yourself. So it it might all make sense in your head, but mm. to some to, somebody else has to show up to your work area <laughs> and it be intuitive about yeah. where stuff is. I mean, we're still like trying to make a place for everything. Oh, for sure. Uh, and oh. and that's really important because your your employee can spend their time running around trying to find stuff, or they can spend time doing the job at hand. Mm-hmm. Um, so I really do think try to create some operating procedures and really get organized. And whether that's in your barn or your garage, like this is where the shovel, the hose, the work tools, the like all, try to standardize where that stuff is so that your employee has. And it it's going to go far with your employees too. They're not going to feel like it's always a dumpster fire showing up you know yeah. you never know where something is you know no i'm um, still a dumpster so- fire my girls are like <laughs> at times me too at times yeah. i it's a thing yes. i'm like i have a squirrel brain i know this about myself i run 100 miles an hour and my brain jumps from you've probably been listening <laughs> to this podcast and be like what the hell was she just talking about um but i realized when you have employees too with these standard operating procedures and what you're explaining like it's all up in our head and then trying to yes. communicate to that to them. Like there's times I'm like, I don't think I finished that sentence and I was on to something else, but whatever, <laughs> they got it. But it's a way to, I've learned so much about myself from, just from managing employees because I'm like, mm-hmm. okay, this is a communication issue. This is me. Like, you know, there's that whole like mm-hmm. uh, lean process of, of asking why, like, why did this happen? And most of the time it comes back, it's like, okay, well, that was on me. Um, Sometimes it's not on me, but you know, it's learning those things. But I guess don't get hung up if you don't have like standard operating procedures or anything like that. Um, You'll, you will get there. And I actually think the employees help you get there because it it becomes more necessary to do those things and become more organized because when you're paying somebody an hourly wage and then you're seeing them like fumble around, at least me, it's like, I instantly start getting like an eye twitch. You know, it's like, oh my God, I got it we got to fix this. Um, yeah. <laughs> so yeah. it, it's been, you know, that part sort of develops. And then the other is, um, you know, ha- I, my couple of my employees have been with me for like five years. So I hired year two and um, they were with me prior to having an employee handbook. So because I have that HR background, I have an employee handbook. And so that was even an adjustment for us, like going from like, Hey, you know, and I also think that because we don't have, we're just a really non-traditional type of business that sometimes Mm -hmm. um, it doesn't necessarily feel like a normal, quote, normal job for somebody new. Um, So it was really Mm -hmm. important for me to have that handbook. Um, And my girls had to sort of adjust to that. And they have really well. Um, But that was, and if you don't have an HR background, you're like small business, like association or, you know, administration and for your, for your county or whatever, you can find, you know, wording. Actually, QuickBooks has it. Did you know that QuickBooks has a, yeah, yeah, they have a new, yes, I saw like where they have all different kind of templates. Yeah. Yeah. They have like, Mm -hmm. so you could have like a handbook um, Mm -hmm. and you can adjust it and kind of make it, but it just gives you a little bit of protection too. Um, I make them sign off on it every year and we go over if something needs changed. Um, and we're always kind of, every year the handbook, every year the handbook gets a a couple pages. (laughs) It does. (laughs) Listen, the employees are the one that does get a few pages longer, but the employees (laughs) and whether that's in any, any business, the employees are what drive the rules. They actually want them, right? They want, they need 
the structure, mm-hmm. the guidance. They sincerely want it. Um, whether they complain about it behind my back, I don't know. But um, you know, it does. It does get a little bit longer. I'm like, ooh, okay, learned that. <laughs> yeah, and I, for me, it was kind of figuring out. Um, they wanted to know what does the final product look like? Like for me, I was like, okay, I mean, just do this. And they're like, okay, okay. But like, sometimes there's things that I'm like, hey, just get it done to like 90%. Like it doesn't have to be like every little weed. It just has to like get to a certain point and then we're good. So for me, it was like, so even if you're thinking like, hey, I want someone to come weed a couple days a week, it might even benefit you to take pictures. What does a bed or a section of a bed completely weeded to your satisfaction look like. So don't really get overwhelmed by like, oh my gosh, I have to document every single job I do, blah, blah, blah. You know, I would just be like, all right, so what does the final product look like? And uh, in the book, Lean Farm, there's a lot of that kind of talk. So it's like, even the workspace, like when we first had employees, I'd be frustrated because they would like leave the workspace a mess. Yeah. And, and I never told them. I'm like, what? Isn't it intuitive that you clean up after mm-hmm. yourself? You know, but it wasn't because we were all trying to cram, you know, 10 hours worth of work <laughs> into eight hours. Mm-hmm. So for me, it was like it's, you could take a picture of like what does a clean workspace look like? It's the pruners hung up. It's mm-hmm. the, you know, so like making lists and stuff in, in those areas, that can be something that you can do too. So just help set the expectations um, too, which employees thrive under. They they really mm-hmm. do. No, they, they do because they want they want to make you happy. I mean, that ultimately yes. that's what it is. You have a saying yeah. that you you've said a few times that I have since adopted is the inspect what you expect. And um, I think there becomes, there's some personalities that as a manager, it's that task itself is hard. Um, Mm -hmm. You know, like you, you don't want to hurt somebody's feelings or make them feel bad or, you know, and there's definitely like skills and ways to like learn that. Um, Mm -hmm. But that is so important because it just keeps clear communication with your employees and they know what you expect. And they, like I said, they want to make you happy. Um, but that mm-hmm. inspect what you expect is, I like it. It's a good one. Yeah. And I think like, and I, I think I actually learned that from Sunny Meadows. So like their, their goal is, and I've adopted this is you get someone going on a task, let them go five, 10 minutes, you come back and be like, how's it going? What questions do you have? You inspect what they've been doing. You give them some tips and then they're like, oh, okay. Because I mean, and I'm sure we've all done this, but like there's been times I've said how to do something and then I come back and I'd be like, that is what you heard. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Like what in the frick? I'm like, oh, okay. If you let it go too long, they've done the whole bed incorrectly and then you're feeling frustrated. So to me, it's just easier to be like, and then you set the expectation with them. Hey, I'm going to check in in five minutes. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. You know, so, so I mean, there have been some really mind boggling. <laughs> there have. There are really <laughs> efforts. <laughs> oh, it's funny. And I always get back and like, what did I say? What? Exactly. Yeah. I'm like, okay. Oh, well, <laughs> there, yeah. Anyway, um, the. Do you do employee reviews too? Do you do re- annual reviews? Yes, I, I've adopted that after. Um, actually, Lindsay gave me like a little, like a template mm-hmm. um, to like go with them. I try to do it, especially with new employees. Um, we do it like a couple months into the job just to like make sure that they're doing good. I mean, usually I know I can I can tell. 
mm-hmm. at that point. But it's a good way for me to say, hey, in about a month or so, we'll set a time where you can check in with me um, about how things are going. So we'll do it then. And, and mostly that's just a quick talk. But um, annually, we do them in the winter, especially for my full-time, my full-time girls who stay mm-hmm. year-round. Yeah, that's the same. We do it in the winter and they dread it, but there's effort. We both fill it out. Like they fill it out and then I I go and then we just sit down and talk about it. And um, mm-hmm. and it's always really, um, you know, it's mostly just like, where could we improve? Like, what are the things, what are some yeah. goals for you to help you work at? Um, I have job descriptions for each of my employees, um, whatever position they have with us. And so we review that and see if there's something that doesn't seem to fit anymore. They've taken on a different responsibility. Um, but that's when we can, you know, talk about an increase in pay or, um, you know, figuring out sort of a, a plan for what next year looks like. Um, and we do it with our part-time mm-hmm. employees too. It's just, it's a helpful way for just self-evaluation. It's just something we, I, I personally in, enjoy doing with them, whether they like it or not. I don't, I don't yeah. know, but. Well, I mean, I, I think feedback is important. Mm-hmm. Um, it's important for everybody, even us, you know, so um, it's, it's a really important part. It's easy to push to the side, um, but I have forced myself to make time for it. And I think everybody, mm-hmm. I don't know why they always like act like they dread it, but I'm like, oh, what do you think I'm going to say that's like going to be so bad? I'm like, just mm-hmm. get your butt over here. <laughs> Fill out your sheet and we'll be just fine. <laughs> You're the Usually sweet one. Good, My but... girls are really worried. They're like, oh, <laughs> she's good. No, oh not. my gosh. I'm not. Yeah. Okay. We're talking about these employees we've had for, for years mm-hmm. or our full-time employees. So how do we find these good employees? What is it that we're like looking for in people? You want to, what about you? Like when you're interviewing or you're looking at that stuff, like what are, yes. what are the things you're, you're looking for? Yeah. I guess I want to reassure you that your red flagometer will get better as you go. Yeah. You know, so at first, like, you know, you're just gonna you're just gonna like learn and be like, whoa, okay. And for me, it's like now I can spot who's gonna be good and who's not gonna be good a little clearer. Um, but for me, it's like flexibility. That is the number one. It's like, hey, I, I know that this is what you're being hired for, but sometimes it's like an all hands on deck duty. It's like not the corporate world. I mean, I have a corporate experience where a corporate world's like, oh, I'm sorry, like that's not my job description. So I'm not doing it. That That is just like not the nature of what we do. And our worlds are constantly changing and they need to be able to move to different tasks, multitask without questioning it. To me, like flexibility and just like, yeah, just ready for Roll the next with task it. is yeah. Yes. I'm like, can you just like, why? I mean, just do what I ask. That's Some, the next thing. I know it might not make sense to you, but. I had somebody but, once that worked for me that she wanted to know what we were doing that day. I'm like, honey, because she wanted to know what, like what clothes to wear and all this. I'm like, yeah, pack yeah. it all. I don't know. <laughs> Layers. I can't tell you. Yeah. It does change. And it, it does. could change on the diamond. Like we do our best to to be like, okay, these are the things that are going to be done this week. And then like, sometimes we'll have bad weather days. So we're kind of like moving things around to accomplish. I mean, it's just like, just flexibility is so, is Mm -hmm. just incredibly important. Yeah, for sure. Um, And willing, like just willingness to learn, like being, okay, I don't know how to do that, but show Mm -hmm. me how to, and I'll figure Mm -hmm. it out. We're not, there's nothing rocket science here. So um, I think, you know, learning a task, mastering it, a lot of repetition is really good. Being okay with a mundane task um, is good. Um, So those are kind of the main things that I'm looking for. 
Yeah. I just posted um, last year, we posted a job description. I was on Instagram and my dad messaged me. He was like, I think that's a little harsh, don't you think? Like <laughs> lifting 50 pounds over and over. Yeah. And I'm like, I should have added like a high tolerance for my dad on the job description because that's also a part of it. It's like, I don't know. Um, but we, you, for me, I like to have people on for a working interview. I don't know if you've ever done this before, oh. but I will have yeah. them. Yeah. Like you just pick the shittiest task, you, dahlias, planting dahlias yeah. or something, just right? Like um, yes. whatever the task is, but I like to have them in person via like Zoom. So I also am a fast walker. So if they can mm-hmm. keep up with me walking, usually they can work fast. Like yeah. they're, how they walk, it sounds ridiculous. But if they can keep up walking, they're usually a pretty mm-hmm. quick worker. And if I'm like yeah, slowing my pace down, which sounds ridiculous. Um, but that's just like there's just some ways of things to tell. I like a really detail-oriented. Um, somebody who's able to communicate mm-hmm. is comes across confident because – you know, depending on the position, um, you know, they may be working with the UPIC or the farmer's market and, yeah. you know, being able to clearly communicate those things to the, to the customer. It's like, you want them to be an extension of your brand. So to me, that's really, yes. is really important. Yeah. But um, yeah, it is, it's just yeah. a learning curve trying to. It really is. Yeah. Um, one time I had, I had this girl show up um, and she was like literally wearing like high heels and a dress, like full face and makeup, the whole, the whole, the whole thing. Yeah. <laughs> And like we went into our little greenhouse to talk and she like literally I, I swear she was melting right, right in front of me. She just wanted to be your Instagram content. Yeah, I think so. She was just like literally on her deathbed in there, like, oh my gosh, she was like, Oh, it's so hot. I'm like, Okay. Oh, this ain't gonna work. And you just like you're gonna you're gonna get better at it's like or do they show up in appropriate clothing? Do they I, have long fingernails? I, I, how many times do we text and we're like, have, yeah, yeah, how'd the interview go? Oh, she had long fingernails. I don't know. Good for <laughs> digging? No. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's just like you're going you're gonna to find these certain things. But for me, it's like easygoing, happy, willingness to work outside and sometimes crap conditions. Yeah. Um, those are all things. It's, it's more of an attitude than like a physicality. Like, sure. You know – you know, it's, yeah. it's really, it's attitude a hundred percent. Um, cause yeah. one bad apple, man, woo, can, can really shift. affect the group. Oh man. They can change oh. the energy. It's toxic. Yes. It just spreads. It is. Yeah. 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 Well, oh. oh man, we could do a whole nother, we should do a whole nother episode at some point about like on, on onboarding yeah. would be a good one too at yeah. some point. Like, that would be a good one. How yes. do you do it and all that? So we can put that yeah. in our like idea. And if we miss anything, yes. tell us. Yeah. So. Yeah. And so part two, we're going to get to have our current employees on. We're just asking them some questions, getting a chance for you guys to get to know, because in a lot of ways, they're still, they're the heartbeat of our businesses too. Mm-hmm. So I'm sure they'll offer a lot of really good insight, a few laughs, mm-hmm. um, all that kind of stuff. Lindsay's employees have some like really ridiculous nicknames that I saw on the... <laughs> On the, on the template for the episode. And I'm just like, I can't wait. can't yeah. wait to hear that. I know. So I didn't I didn't tell them we're recording here oh. after this, but I didn't oh tell them when I sent them the questions that I put their nicknames on there. Love so it. I'm just going to drop it. It'll come up. You'll hear. I'm sure you'll hear. Um, yes. So, all right. 
think that's good for our employees. I think we'll we'll wrap it up there. And yeah, next you'll be hearing from our employees the following week. So I'm excited, excited mm-hmm. to record that one. So. All right, friends, thank you so much for joining us each week. We seriously appreciate you listening so much. Um, It's I went on this week and and read some of the reviews just because I was having like an off day. Mm -hmm. It's because I turned 40, but I was like, I'll just get a little pick me up. (laughs) I survived it. Um, But if you haven't listened to us a review, I know they're so sweet. Um, We are so Mm -hmm. grateful for your time. If you just pause, give us a few words. Um, It just helps other people like yourself find their way to us. And um, and again, if you haven't followed us over on Instagram, it's at Dirt on Flowers. And thanks again for joining us. And I hope you guys have a great week. And we will see you same time, same place next week. 